0: In Cleveland, this is Pastor CA here at Faith Memorial Church in this great city of Cleveland, Tennessee, and you are tuning in to Thinking Out Loud. This morning I wanted to share with you a little bit of a conversation that I have been having with our church over the past couple weeks. We have been talking about God anointing us with the oil of gladness and what I call the baptism of joy. But in that conversation, We made some observations about the anointing, and in these observations, I wanted to take time to just kind of share some thoughts with you. So that's what we plan on doing this week, is just looking at five different observations about the anointing, and just kind of making a few comments on those. So if you're ready, let's go. The first observation that we make about the anointing is really found in Luke chapter 4 verses 14 through 18 it says this it says that Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into the regions of Galilee and news of him went throughout the surrounding regions and he taught in their synagogues being glorified of all and then it says he returned to Nazareth the place where he had been brought up and as his custom was he entered into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he was handed a book to read and when he opened the book he found the place where it was written it says the spirit of the lord is upon me for he has anointed so when you read that first section right there from the prophecy of isaiah it says the spirit of the lord is upon me what jesus is communicating and what that scripture was communicating to isaiah is an aspect about the anointing that comes on us. And so when we're talking about the anointing, one thing that we need to remember is the presence of the anointing. That the anointing isn't just an abstract ideal. It's not some purely metaphysical thing that we don't get to tangibly experience. Now when you talk about anointing, there are different ideas that people may get in their head. If you're from a non-Christian background and you hear the word anointing or the idea of anointing, you may think of someone being anointed for a purpose as in being commanded or commissioned or appointed to a particular position or job or mission. You know, they were anointed as the overseer of that region or they were anointed as you know, the governor of the state of Pennsylvania or whatever, you may think of anointing in this abstract ideal. And that doesn't require any level of tangible intimacy. It can be something that's done through an email or a phone call or a conversation across the room. But that's how some people think about the idea of anointing. And if you're from a Christian background or, you know, from a church background, you may... hear the idea of anointing and think about, you know, this Old Testament concept of, you know, a horn being broken and the oil being poured out on someone. Think about Psalm 133, you know, Held how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil that's poured out upon the head. And you may think about anointing in that category, but there's an aspect of the anointing, found in the root word of the Hebrew. And it it carries this connotation of a smearing, of being smeared. (laughs) I don't know. I just like that word. That's why I keep saying it over and over again. This idea of being smeared with the anointing. And the thing that baffles me, the thing that just blows my mind, is you can anoint someone for a purpose, and not be involved and not be intimate and not be imminent, and not be personal. You can even pour something on someone and it not be intimate or imminent or personal. And you could pour something out and not get any on you. But if you were to try and smear that or rub that in, there is no way that you can smear in the oil on someone without getting it back on yourself. And the revelation that I had when I was thinking about this concept of being anointed with gladness and anointed with joy is that God isn't just abstractly abstractly commanding us to be joyful. He's not just pouring it out he is actually smearing it in. He's inviting us to not just receive joy, but to participate in his joy. That's why Ezra says, the joy of the Lord is our strength, not my joy in the Lord is my strength. No, the joy, his joy that I'm invited to participate in and have this intimate, this relationship, this mutual exchange of joy that his joy is mine, my joy is his, and that it overflows that's the presence of the anointing this has been thinking out loud with pastor ca god bless and have a great day